another episode of strut talk this is actually episode four of season two and our first one of the new year so i'm super excited because we have an amazing conversation going but i'm also excited because as i've been scrolling social media i've been seeing so many major announcements so many new business ventures being lost and i think this year is just off to a really good start so today we are joined with vivian and Dr. Tracy, and we are talking about the reality of women entrepreneurs and how to flourish in business. Oh my goodness, y'all. This conversation is so good that you're going to need to grab your journal right now. Grab your journal. Grab your pencil. Also grab you a cocktail or some tea to sip. And take notes because the co-founders of Flourish Media Conference dropped so many gems that you probably don't need to listen to this again just to catch them all. No lie, you're going to need to listen to this again to catch them all. So stay tuned because we're about to hop right into this conversation, okay? All right, I'll catch you later. Okay, thank you guys for joining us on this very special episode of Struck Talk. We're going to get started with you guys just introducing yourselves to our listeners. Well, wonderful. Hello, Strut audience. We are so excited to be here with you today. And we are so grateful that, to be able to share this space. And we hope you get value from the conversation. My name is Vivian Oladen, and I am the co-founder, CEO of Flourish Media. And I'm joined by the one and only, my favorite, my business bestie, Dr. Tracy Timberlake. Hello, hello everyone. So excited to be here. Just like Vivian said, she is known as the mini mogul money magnet in case you don't know that. Um, And we are the co-founders of Flourish Media and the Flourish Media Conference. Uh, And we've been doing this, we're in year seven of this business and we're we're very excited to be here to chat about that. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so first we need to know, what are you strutting in? Heels? or sneakers and why? We'll Let me start. answer that question. This is Tracy. Um, <laughs> this is Tracy. Let me answer that question right off the bat because I will tell you right now, I am definitely strutting in sneakers. Yes. <laughs> and here's yes. why. Um, I, was, I was an athlete my whole life. Um, and now I like to consider myself an athlete, but uh, I'm very comfortable in sneakers. It makes me feel like I can maneuver. But secondly, you know, when I started my entrepreneurship journey, one of my main goals 
and this is going to sound very bizarre, but one of my main goals in life was to be able to wear yoga pants every day. Like, because I came from a higher education background. (laughs) I came from a higher education background and I had to dress up and wear businesses. I worked at a law school and I was like, I do not want to wear this anymore. So success for me was defined as being able to wear loungewear every single day. And I feel like hers is going to go very well with my loungewear. Yes, yes. I'm with you. My um, wardrobe is full of loungewear, athleisure wear, joggers, hoodie. Like that's yes. So I'm with you. Yes, I'm I'm currently in sneakers right now. (laughs) (laughs) And if I need to throw on some heels, I'm probably still gonna have on joggers, honestly. And I'll throw. Yeah, if I have to wear heels, I'm bringing sneakers in my trunk because I'm probably gonna change at some point. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What about you, Vivian? So I am struggling sneakers, but not by choice, by obligation. I am currently 24 <laughs> weeks pregnant with my, second, <laughs> with my second pregnancy. And I am strutting in tennis shoes because it's the most comfortable thing for me to wear. And I'm embracing a more relaxed atmosphere, relaxed fashion. But truth be told, if I wasn't pregnant, I'd be strutting in heels, no doubt. I love a good heel. I love a bodycon dress. Honey, I'm sexy. I love bringing all the heat from top to bottom. That is my, um, that's where I feel the most comfortable. And I love to dress up. When I was younger, I used to do beauty pageants and things. And I feel so confident and comfortable, completely dressed up. I like my hair to be done. I'm here for the makeup. Where is the Sephora gift card? I want it. I'm here for it, you know, but at the moment I'm embracing the season that I'm in. So I'm strutting in my tennis shoes. But that's, that's even, you just said something there because we're, we enter different seasons all the time. And so you may have a season where you need to be a little bit more comfortable. You got to hit the ground running and you have seasons where you can get cute wear makeup every day throw your heels on throw your dress on but each season is different so you have to be ready for all of it yes indeed I agree I agree okay so let's get down to it we know we are in the midst of what we're all calling the great resignation and women are building businesses left and right but we also know that many of them do not last past their first couple years I want to ask you guys why do you think that is We can start with you, Vivian. Sure. So, you know, um, Flourish Media is a multi-million dollar marketing firm based in Miami, Florida. We have the great pleasure of putting aside a portion of everything that we make to reinvest into other women through our nonprofit. And what we've discovered after hosting the Flourish Media Conference for the last six years and raising $15 million in doing so is that a lot of people are just not used to being entrepreneurs. It's a lot to ask someone who's coming from generations of employees, generations of workers. I myself come from a military family. Everybody in my family, uncles, aunts, my own brother are soldiers. I didn't come from an environment where I had examples of what it means to really be an entrepreneur. And I think that you know, while a lot of people may open businesses, there's that special sauce that you get when you're in the right environments and around the right tribe that can help to show you what entrepreneurship really has to offer and what it requires of you. Yes, because it requires a lot. 
What sounds like you sounds like you know where we're coming from. I do. I, do. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> what about you, Dr. Tracy? Yeah, so you know, I've been a business coach for the latter part of the last decade, and I work with really high achieving women, um, mostly women who have PhDs and, and multiple master's degrees. And so it's not talent or capacity that is the issue. It really is moving into a space that you so unfamiliar with that you cannot identify as an entrepreneur and women who are high achieving or men too that are high achieving but women is who I work with mostly um they are coming to the table with an extensive background in education right Mm -hmm. what traditional education has taught us is how to be good employees traditional education doesn't teach you how to be a good entrepreneur traditional education teaches you how to sit in the classroom raise your hand to be spoken to raise your hand so you can go to the bathroom sit down be quiet until somebody calls on your name that's what our education system teaches people. It doesn't teach you to go out and do something on your own. It doesn't teach you how to stand out, right? It doesn't teach you how to build something from scratch and stick with it. So part of the issue really is is that we have not been exposed and ambition is predicated on exposure. So if you're not exposed to something different and you only know one way of being successful and that that definition of success looks like a college degree and I have multiple degrees, Vivian does too. So we value education. But that education has gotten us to where we are, not because we leveraged what we learned in the school system, but it's because we simply knew how to stick with something and achieve it outside of the box. And most people just don't know how to think outside of the box. Very true. Very true. So with both of you coming from the non-traditional areas, how was that transition for you? For me, so I think there's a couple of different kinds of people. There's the person who you know, they, they transition out of entrepreneurship and they go, okay, in order to become a full-time entrepreneur, I need to, you know, make the money and have six months of my salary saved. And then I'm going to do it. Right. There's that person. And then there are people who like me and Vivian, same thing. We didn't really have this six months worth of savings, this grant plan. We just be like, you know what? We don't like this anymore. And we're, we're going to leave. And then the same thing that got us to be successful in other areas of life, we just applied that to entrepreneurship. In my in my eyes, when I quit my job, I, I didn't know failure. I was like, like, that wasn't even an option. It wasn't mm-hmm. even on my radar. It was like, this is just now what I'm going to do. Like there wasn't a, oh, what if it doesn't work? And like, that didn't even cross my mind. That wasn't even a part of my paradigm. It was like, oh, I want to do this. So I'm going to go do it. And I'm going to do it in the same way that I've done everything else in my life. Awesome. And Vivian, for you, with your family being um, military in that discipline that they have, do you think that any of that played a role in the structure you were able to develop um, as an entrepreneur? 100%. I think one of the special sauces when it comes to being able to run a business for multiple years is that commitment because commitment, discipline is what shows up when you're tired. Mm-hmm. When, the ta- when the talent isn't there, you have to develop a new skill or you need to learn how to delegate to others, being able to show up every single day on the days when you feel the lowest is an important thing when you are an entrepreneur. And I think that when it comes to being able to jump into entrepreneurship, for me, it was it was something that is so innate to me. When I was in college, we started a fashion club. And during the fashion club, we put on fashion shows and I decided to go into a boutique one day and I couldn't afford a dress. And I looked at the dress so hard and I said, you know what, if we put on a fashion show at the school, will you give me this dress for free? Mm. And that's, 
it's just a part of being resourceful. And when you are resourceful and you're constantly looking for ways to solve problems, you're going to make money. And what happened for me with that dress, which started me on the, on the road to entrepreneurship was we held the fashion show and we made so much money that the school wasn't able to hold the money because it was a student, you know, it was a student program wow. and legally, <laughs> legally, they couldn't hold the money. They told me, you have to go open a business bank account, ma'am. You can't, ha- you can't keep this money here. And that it was as simple as that. I mean, Dr. Tracy and I are so focused on helping people to clearly identify what problems exist in the world Mm-hmm. And how is your business going to solve that? That's your only responsibility as a business owner. You have to do, especially because, you know, we're coming from a marketing perspective. You only have to do two things. You have to be able to identify what the problem is that you solve. And then you have to educate your audience on why you are the right person to solve it. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I know you also mentioned that both of you um, or neither of you had that plan when you quit your job or that six months saved up, which leads me to the conversation of funding for women entrepreneurs and some of the resources that helps them get off the ground. Um, What are some things you feel like startups and women entrepreneurs should kind of have in place to get some of that funding and where should they look? Well, first- this is the topic of the day. Go ahead, First and foremost, you should never judge where your money is coming from, because I think a lot of us, when we want to start a business, you're faced with that idea that I am a, you know, I work for someone else. I'm an employee. Instead, think of your job or the career that you have as your very first investor. They are paying Mm -hmm. you to get educated, paying you for on the job training, paying you for you to figure out what you don't like doing. So that when you open your own business, you don't do the same thing. It's a very powerful position to be in, in that space. When you do have a a job and you have a vision, clarity that you do want to open a business. It's a very special place. Dr. Tracy, I know you want to get into the other funding options. Go right ahead. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to funding your business, yes, your, your employer is your first financier because they're, they're making sure that you have a paycheck that allows for you to, to take care of what you need to. And for a lot of people that's required, they want to have the peace of mind that their bills are going to be paid before they start to move forward in other areas of their, their entrepreneurial journey or their business. And that's 100% perfectly fine. However, once you do venture out into entrepreneurship, I think that a lot of people think that you need to have the funds yourself, that they need to be in your bank account. They need to, it needs to be funded by you. And just as a principle across the board, if you look at every wealthy person, they're not funding their own business ventures. They're getting investors. Um, sometimes they're getting business lines of credit. I mean, there are so many different options that are available. It is a middle-class mindset to believe that you need to save up to do everything on your own but it's not a wealthy person one. A wealthy person is going to go, okay, who has this money? Because I need to go figure out how to, how to go get it. And that's one of the things that, you know, we really teach at the Flourish Media Conference, getting people in front of other avenues that allow for them to get capital, whether it's an investor who can give you a hundred thousand, 200,000, a million dollars for your business venture, or whether it's, you know, partnering with uh, people that we've partnered before, like Capital One, who has uh, extensive opportunities for entrepreneurs and small businesses to have business lines of credit. There are so many ways for you to get money. 
your ability to call money in is not just predicated on what you can do. It's also on the network and your ability to go find things when you need to find it. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. Oh my okay. Yes. And you know what? I just need everybody to understand this, that a part of being able to leverage your community, leveraging the network that you are a part of, the community, the resources that are available in the world, because there is money everywhere. There is everywhere. money everywhere. Depends on your ability to talk about what you do. And it is mm -hmm. so powerful at the Flourish Media Conference and our theme this year is Amplify because we want to inject some confidence into every single person who attends the Flourish Media Conference February 17th and 18th in Miami, Florida, because we want you to feel comfortable talking about your business to a billionaire, to a bank, to an angel investor, to a local community program director. Because when you can get pumped up about your business, other people feel that enthusiasm and they want to be on the winning team, which yes. is your team. Yes, I love that. Okay, so this is a great segue into give us more information about this Florent, the, the Flourish Conference. Like it sounds phenomenal. Oh, and it is. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> Magnificent. I mean, and I can say that um, humbly because the women who have participated in our conference over this last six years have gone on to have products that are in Goop, that are in Target, that are in Marshalls, that are in Urban Outfitters. They've gone on to get grants and funding. They're working with different public figures. They have just catapulted. They have quite- They've been on Shark Tank? Yes, they've been on Shark Tank and closed deals with Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful himself. I mean, the network that you are a part of simply by being in the room at the Flourish Media Conference February 17th and 18th in Miami, Florida, is phenomenal. In addition to the fact that you're able to build relationship with willing investors, funders, and alternative funding all, um, programs so that you can grow your business. So these, these investors who commit to being present at our conference, they are looking for businesses at all different levels. They're looking for service-based business businesses and product-based businesses to invest in. And they are looking and open to hearing what you ask for because Dr. Tracy, yes or no, don't the women always ask for less than what the investors Expect. Always, always. And I think that, you know, that's such something that we really need to talk about. I think as women, we, and again, business owners, we go into this thinking that we need to bootstrap everything mm -hmm. when there are, are billions of dollars available for women-owned businesses, for minority-owned businesses. And we just don't know how to access it because we're operating according to our limited mindset. You have to expand your capacity to know where money is coming from and how wealthy people operate. Wealthy people look for other wealthy people to give them money for stuff, to start new production companies, to make movies, to build a new product, to have a new system in place, to get an app. Like we're not out here doing it on our own. We, we're thinking about the other ways that we can get other people involved. And that is a part of being a CEO. Your job as a CEO of your company is to bring money through the door and your ability to do it may be limited if you're not willing to go out and actually network with people who have more money than you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's stop there. This conversation is getting a little too good and I need to give you some information. Do you need administration help? Well, our girl KT of Braxton Management got your back. Her number one goal is to manage the unmanageable. You know those emails you can't keep up with or your calendar and you keep overbooking? 
hand it over to KT. She'll do it for you. It's easy. It's simple. All you have to do is head on over to BrextonManagement.com for all the details. Contact her and she'll handle your calendar and everything else for you. All right. Let's get back to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So networking, how do you even develop the confidence to do that? If you already have this mindset that you're scared or you're fearful of rejection in some way, how do you develop that confidence to network above to people that are wealthier than you and feel like you belong in that same space? You That's show up for opportunity. Yeah, you have yeah. to show up for opportunities like the Flourish Media Conference. There's a statistic mm-hmm. that was shared once that CEOs or um, people who are running multi-million dollar companies and billionaires usually attend up to 10 different conferences mm. per year. Per year. Okay. And this is from the introverted of the introverted with the Mark Zuckerbergs of the, of the world. But that is a special sauce. That's the thing that... that businesses are not knowing that that is available to them you mm-hmm. need a network of other business owners who know what's going on you need to be in that environment and the more you do it the more comfortable you will be because you'll you'll find that when you go to an event like the flourish media conference february 17th and 18th in miami florida you'll find that the room really isn't intimidating <laughs> the people want to talk to you. They are just as passionate about their businesses as you are about yours. And they want to sit down and talk to you for hours and days about mm-hmm. systems, about how you're using Shopify, about what lawyer you you picked. And that's something that's missing when you're trying to run a business by yourself because your uncle, aunt, auntie, mama, they love you. They want you to do well. But do can they talk to you about what's the appropriate insurance for a business to have? Exactly. And you have to remember, like, everyone feels that, right? Like, it's okay. It's okay to be a little bit afraid. It's okay to be a little bit shy. It's okay to not have the confidence in the beginning. Everybody feels that way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think we go into these environments and we think we are the only ones who are having these problems. Not at all. Everyone feels that. But the, the thing that separates successful people from those who don't get to those high levels of success is the willingness to show up for it. Can you still show up when you're scared? Can you still have a conversation when you don't feel fully confident? Can you still be in the room of all of these people and normalize what it looks like to be in an environment of successful people? That's going to be the difference between where you are now and where it is you want to go. You have to be able to do things scared, do things when you're not confident. Like Vivian said earlier, do it when you're not motivated. All of those emotions, not motivated, fear, lack of confidence, those are temporary places. And if you just recognize this is temporary, it's just for right now. Let me just be willing to get over it today and then we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Like you have to be able to do these things when you're not feeling like doing it or when, when it intimidates you because it's you, you showing up that's going to make all the difference. Mm, so I think a lot of what we talked about today and touched on really goes back to your mindset and I think that's also a big part of becoming an entrepreneur, whether man, woman. That's a, your mindset is a big part of it. How did you guys cultivate or shift your mindset in your processes of becoming these multimillionaires? For me, this is Vivian. You know, when I was thinking about changing my mindset, a lot of it had to do with being very clear about what I didn't want. Okay. 
you know, and then so showing up or, and walking in the opposite direction. I knew that I didn't want to be at a job where I felt undervalued and underemployed. Mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't want to be uh, in an environment where I had to think twice about if I wanted to do something nice for the people that I love. I knew that I wanted to be able to take vacations and visit because I'm my family's from Panama, Nigeria. I'm a military brat, I have family all over the world and actually decided to leave my last corporate job because I was in Machu Picchu in Peru sitting, looking at a mountain. And I said, you know what, Vivian, you went through too much to get these little sad three days off mm. to be here for this, to take this in. This is not right. This is not the life you want to live. Do you really want to live your, the rest of your life with other people having control over your calendar and your flexibility? Mm. And the answer is simply no. Mm-hmm. The answer is simply no. So I do things actively every day to move away from that environment, period. Love it. Love it. Anything? When it comes to mindset, um, I think, you know, this is primarily what I teach people because it's, it is going to be the difference between who you are now and who you're going to be later. Like what people don't recognize is that you have to change your identity. Like if you have always been an, an employee and now you're moving into a space of entrepreneurship, you haven't integrated a new identity. You're still mm-hmm. operating according to an, to an employee. If you're making $85,000 a year and you're telling yourself you want to make a quarter of a million you're not making decisions based off of a quarter of a million dollar income. You're making decisions based on $80,000 because that's what you know how to do. So if you don't change your mindset, you're not going to get to where you want to go because you're not willing to adopt a new identity. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so back to the um, conference. How can people sign up? Is Is registration still open? And if so, how can our listeners sign up to attend? Registration is most certainly open. You can go to flourishmediaconference.com and we have three options to participate. You can join us in person both days. The tickets are available. Regular price tickets are $600. If you'd like to be with us just for one of the two days, a one day pass is $350. The last option that we have, because we know that we have a very large audience, we do have a private Facebook group where we have well over 700 women business owners who are all clearing six figures on a regular basis. And those women can't join us in person because we are following CDC regulations. We are limiting attendance to 80 individuals. So if you act too slow, then you'll have to get our virtual pass. And that virtual ticket is available right now on pre-sale for $30. So the virtual pass will not show every detail of the conference because we do have our pitch segment for up to $15 million, but it will show a number of the different segments on both days. So I'm super excited that we have that $30 virtual ticket that's available to anybody globally all over the world to participate with us on February 17th and 18th out of Miami, Florida. Awesome. Okay. And what are five ways women entrepreneurs can be catalysts for change? Ooh, what a great question. The first way that a woman entrepreneur can be a catalyst for change is to invest in herself. Mm. And just investing yourself is the best investment that you will ever make in your life, whether that's in your 
your education and your self-care and your physical body in the way that you eat, your nutrition, the way you show up in the world, the first thing you need to do is to choose to invest in yourself. The second thing that you can do is to choose to be in environments where you can flourish. So what that looks like is when you get invited to a different event in your local area, if you are asked to participate in an educational environment, show up. If it costs money, it's $60, $20, $5, pay the money and be there. You'd be surprised what kind of exponential return on investment you will always get by growing your network with the right people and with intention. The third thing that you should do as a woman entrepreneur is to get your mindset around money together. Your money mindset has an effect on every single way that you spend and receive money. One of the challenges for a lot of people, and we have our Made for Millions Mastermind, which is a mastermind for women business owners um, that we have through Flourish Media. And it's for people who want to move their business into seven and eight figures. And one of the challenges for people who have businesses that make six figures, or maybe you're still making five and there's no judgment there, is that most likely you're charging too little for the service that you're providing. And that has a right, and that has a lot to do with how you yourself would spend money. Maybe you'll say, I'm not gonna charge X number of dollars because I wouldn't pay that for that service or for that product. But guess what? There's a car that exists that is half a million dollars. Why? Because there's somebody who will pay it. And you can play at any level, you can participate at any level. So the third thing, get clear on your money mindset and any money blocks that you may have when it comes to the way that you are investing in your own business and the way that you are spending your own money because it will show up in the way that you're operating on a day-to-day in your business. The fourth thing that is important for you to get your mind around is not doing things yourself. Mm, Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I'm living in this melanated body and I've been receiving the same messages for many, many years that I'm supposed to be a strong black woman who could do everything myself and I never need help and I don't need nobody. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. It's (laughs) It's a lie because you know what, if we only needed ourselves, why would we be put on this planet with so many other people? Why? Yes. Okay, we are here to work together to do things, to be collaborative and to be open to receiving help. Get used to being clear about how people can help you and honey, let them help you. Let people help you. Number five is to do things that you enjoy. Mm, Okay, that's a good one. When you walk do things that you enjoy and structure your business so that you can enjoy this entrepreneurial journey. It is one of the most exciting, challenging things that you will probably ever do in your life. And when you're building, when you're building your business, you're going to have to be able to have a good time, find the joy in doing those small mundane things and then find the joy in those big challenges and those big accomplishments that you have. Remember to celebrate your small wins. Remember to have fun in your business. 
Those are phenomenal. Do you have anything to add, Dr. Tracy? Those no, I think that, yeah, I think we're just going to, we're going to leave it at those five things. I think that, you know, like sometimes we don't need to overwhelm ourselves with more information. We need mm -hmm. to take action on the information that we've been given. Awesome. Okay. And so our last segment, um, and both of you can answer this. Um, you can piggyback off of each other, but what are five things women entrepreneurs should keep in their purse at all times? Well, I think that this is, this is going to be very relative because for example, Vivian is a mom, right? So I'm sure that she's going to have things in her purse that I do not have in my purse. Um, having said that here, here is one thing that I think people should have. I think everyone, every business owner needs to have a business credit card that they use for business purchases because okay. you get points, you get cash back. Uh, you should never be using your own money or your own bank account to fund your business. You should be using business accounts for that. And whether that's your business debit card or a business credit card, we need to make sure that we are carrying that with us at all times because you never know where you have to pay for parking or a parking garage or uh, anything like that. So stop commingling your funds and keep your funds separate. And I would definitely say in your purse, you need that you have your business debit or business credit card. But I'm gonna suggest some sort of business line of credit because that's going to give you points. Awesome. Vivian? Oh, I love that. The business credit card. That is, I was over here just lifting my hands. Like that is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and bless me, I have pregnancy brain and I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh it's okay. <laughs> What's one thing that you keep in your purse at all times as an entrepreneur? You know what? As an entrepreneur, something I keep in my purse at all times is honestly my phone. Okay. I I love the fact that as an entrepreneur, you really do have the freedom to design how you operate your business. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Tracy and I believe, believe in having a lean team and having access to the business through our phones. There's pretty much nothing that goes on in the business that I can't see on my phone in an app in um, Google Drive. I live by Google Drive. Uh, to keep everybody organized because it gives me that freedom that I talked about. I love being able to be anywhere in the world and I can still operate my business from my phone. So what's your favorite app outside of Google Drive for business? Trello, 100%. It's a program, okay. um, it's a project management system. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of Trello, we are able to handle um, upwards of 20 plus different projects for our clients and customers. And uh, we can have our remote team. And before the pandemic, we had always had a remote business. Uh, but after the pandemic, other people have discovered how powerful it is to, to have good digital systems so that you can work from home. So we have people who are working for us that live in West Virginia, who live in Michigan, who live in Florida, and it never feels like they're far away because of Trello. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, and one last time, can you give us the information to sign up for the conference and where and how to register? 
Sure. If you'd like to attend the Flourish Media Conference February 17th and 18th in Miami, Florida at Level 3 Miami in the Aventura Mall, you can go to flourishmediaconference.com. You have the option of getting your in-person ticket or your virtual ticket. Our in-person tickets regular price are $600, although one of our investors did provide a discount code where you can get 50% or $50 off the ticket of any kind, and her name is Deidre. She's one of our investors. Uh, and so you can get your in-person ticket for $600 for both days, or you can get an in-person ticket for one day, which is $350, or you can join us virtually from anywhere in the world. Our pre-sale tickets for virtual are live right now. Take action because the price will go up. It's $30 as of right now. And if you're on social media, you can follow us at Flourish Media Co. to stay abreast of any sales that might come up. Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> uh, with, with the conference over Valentine's Day. So you definitely want to follow us on social media at Flourish Media Co. so that you can stay abreast of everything that's going on with the Flourish Media Conference. If you want to follow me personally, I am at Vivian Olo and Dr. Tracy is at Tracy Timberlake on all the socials. Awesome. That was my, that was going to be my last question of where we can connect with you. So awesome. Thank you guys again so much for joining us. If you just want Thank to leave us with one last piece of advice. Um, and then I think that's a lot for today. That's a lot for them to process. <laughs> it is. Uh, my last piece of advice is going to be that money loves speed. Mm. You have to learn how to take action quickly. You have to go from idea to execution as quickly as possible. Listening to podcasts, we love a good podcast. Listening to us talk about this is one thing. You taking action on your own ideas, you buying the ticket to the conference, you getting on an airplane to come to the conference, that is taking action. Money loves speed. Take action as quickly as you possibly can. Oh, that's good. You have any any um, last minute advice, Vivian? I will say that you are made for millions. Mm. No matter what is going on, the skill, the talent that you have is set up to take care of you in all aspects of your. There is nobody else like you in this entire world, and the things that you can bring to the table are worth millions. I bet if you Googled right now, your favorite thing to do, the thing that you do the easiest, the skill that you like to, to showcase is making billions of dollars for somebody somewhere. So I want you to recognize that you have the capacity and the ability to make millions of dollars from the things you already know. And it's up to you to take action on those things. So I hope that we will see you at the Flourish Media Conference, February 17th and 18th. So you can get around people and environments that help you to bring those things to fruition and to help those things flourish. Whew, I told y'all that that was about to be a dope episode. I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all. They dropped so much wisdom that I am feeling absolutely empowered and I just cannot wait to watch my business flourish, your business flourish, all our businesses flourish, okay? I know that I'm going to sign up for a virtual spot for the Florence Media Conference, and I hope that you choose to do the same, because if they drop this many gems in 30 minutes, imagine 
the wisdom that we're all going to get for the two-day experience of the conference. Okay, so before we log off, let's say this affirmation together. I am a money magnet. I will attract the coins I need to take my business to the next level. My perfect investor is waiting on me to come to them. Okay, y'all, let's say that to ourselves every day. I know talking about money can be hard. I know looking for that right investor, looking for that perfect grant can be hard, but we have to just go for it. We have to go for it, okay? And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself too. So let's all make a promise to each other that this year we are going to go for it. We are going to adapt that wealthy mindset that we ain't got to do. We don't have to do this alone. We don't have to use our personal funds on this. There is someone out there waiting on our idea to fund it and we are going to find that person. Okay? If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tap in with us on Instagram at Strutting Her Shoes and tell us how much you loved it. Okay? Until next time, peace. Talk with Eve.